0: All of us here at The Shakedown are deeply saddened by the passing of actor Bill Paxton. Our hearts and prayers go out to his family and friends, and we want to take a moment of silence here at the top of the program to honor him and all the great work he has done over the years. Zack Snyder? More like Zack Snotter. Too many movies and not
1: enough time. And Magic vs. Michael. It almost happened. Clean yourself up, it's The Shakedown.
0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 5 of The Shakedown podcast. I am Austin Stevens, with me as always. I'm Dan Schweizer.
2: And I'm Dylan Webster. Today's episode is brought to you by Insert Advertisement Here
0: Because
2: Insert Description Here
0: Wow, Dan, that's a really great ad for Insert Advertisement Here
1: Alright, so before we get into the podcast today, I have a funny story that I want to story tell you guys time. Oh, great Yes, we, we, we all have story time So uh, a few nights ago, I'm hanging out with some of my friends And uh, we're at a bar, we're having a good time One of my buddies gets a uh, little, little, too, little too crazy A little too inebriated Yes so I drive him home and we're not his house isn't that far from the bar, so literally we're going like four or five blocks. But on the way there, uh, a fire truck went by. I guess they were they got called out to a house or something, but they drove by and we're at a stop sign and we see it go by and then he just kind of looks up and goes, Why is that bus a cop? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dude, that that's a fire truck. He looks at it again and he just goes Get me home. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry, we're almost there. Oh, so that, that's my funny story.
0: That's great. That's pretty good.
2: All right. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and get started, Austin.
0: Yeah, so this week for Geekdom, I've decided to talk about the pros and cons of Zack Snyder. Yes. And I think everybody kind of has a love-hate relationship with him.
2: Yeah, I love some of his movies and I love parts of the other ones and then just kind of hate them overall.
0: Like visually, I think he's a phenomenal director. I think he has great vision for what he wants to do. But I don't think he's quite grasped grasped yet what a story is.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's almost like. Some of his stuff, like particularly uh, Batman vs. Superman, it verges on the realm of experimental film. At parts, it breaks away from traditional narrative structure, and that's where it kind of gets experimental.
0: Yeah, and I really want to focus more on his comic book adaptation side, because it's the easiest to talk about uh, visually and story-wise. So he's done four so far, and I think that the quality of each has gone down with each movie that he's done. So it's 300, which I think everyone can agree is just a phenomenal movie. Oh, yes. And then he did Watchmen, and then Man of Steel, and then Batman vs Superman.
2: Is Sucker Punch not based off of a comic?
0: I don't think it is. And even if it is, I don't care. (laughs) Um, well,
1: it would a graphic novel be a comic cuz I think that's well, what. Well, yeah, cuz Watchmen is. Okay. Yeah, Watchmen
0: and 300. A
2: graphic novel is just a really long comic.
0: So like okay. so 300 story is great. Like it's yes. amazing. And then visually like I've even flipped through the graphic novel and just landed on some pages and it's the exact shot from the film. Yeah. Like he just has this incredible ability to take what's on the page in a comic book and just translate it exactly to the screen. Right. And 300, he did it amazing. Watchmen. I'm still really torn on Watchmen.
2: I know I feel the same way. Cause like, uh, when it came out, cause that was 2009 when it came out, I hadn't actually Mm -hmm. had the chance to read the graphic novel. So like watching it as someone who hasn't read the graphic novel it's a good movie, like genuinely good. But then after reading it, I watched it again. I'm like, oh,
0: yeah, that's kind of a shame. And I think it is. It's been called unadaptable. And I think that if you want to adapt the entire story of it, you cannot. Yeah, Zack Snyder agree with did that. a good job with. Yeah. With doing it, making it into a three hour movie. But I think. <laughs> I, I think I've only seen it once because really yeah because I read the graphic you were so novel upset? yeah I I read the graphic novel and it is top like in my top five greatest books yeah I just agree all with time that. it's in I think it's in the New York <coughs> Times top one hundred of all time uh um, like it's so good and I fell in love with the Could book and then I go and I'll see the movie and. It's just, it's not, it's not the book.
1: Now, see, like, I it, didn't, go ahead.
0: It, it is in parts. Like some of, a lot of the story is in there, but a lot of it is not. And a lot of the great parts from the book are not in there. But visually, it's amazing. And yes. that's why I'm so torn on it. Because I could sit there and watch it and like, you know, see it and say, this is Watchmen. This is exactly Watchmen. But if you mm-hmm. actually pay attention, it's it's not that good.
1: No, see, I didn't I didn't, didn't read any of the book, comic whatever, and I knew nothing about the movie going into it. And I remember seeing it in the theater, like I th- I think I went opening weekend because I was in college and there was a movie theater like near my dorm at the time. Yeah. So and there was just a whole group of us that went. So I remember going, sitting there watching and I Literally, the only thing I remember from the movie at this time is Blue Penis.
0: Yes, amazing.
1: And the hovercraft sex scene.
0: Also amazing.
1: Yeah, that that's it. Like, I couldn't tell you anything else about that movie. It's I, very I complicated. All I remember is that at the time when I was watching, I was like, I have no clue what's going on. This is weird, and I don't get it. Yeah, like and, and that's how I and that's how I felt in the first ten minutes. So I was detached from the rest of the point up until again the hovercraft sex scene. <laughs> it's a very I complicated like, story. I was like, ooh, it this is. is artsy. Yes. Okay. So that's that's a good point.
0: Yeah. So there's half of his comic book resume, and those are both direct adaptations. So like he took yes. a story, he put it on the screen. Then mm. we get into what is now the DC extended universe of the movie universe and he's yeah. kind of become the godfather of dc kevin feige of the dc films universe uh that was
2: feige or joss whedon
0: it would have been feige because it was literally like he made man of steel and man <clears throat> of steel was not supposed to be i th- i don't think it was supposed to be part of the bigger universe
2: no they weren't intending it as a kickoff film yeah
0: and so then they decided, "Oh, okay, we need to make a big universe because the Avengers worked." And yeah, so they got to play catch up with Marvel, and they gave they gave it to Zack Snyder. Yeah. Like he was the one Man that Man of Steel developed was being
2: all. made before Avengers came out, so they weren't sure if this whole building a universe was going to work out for Marvel. So I think after avengers blew up in 2012 you know it was obviously too late to redo man of steel and make it open to connecting to a greater universe yeah so then they were like oh no it marvel blew up we need to do something and hop on board (laughs) the universe train we need to make the monies make make all the monies just like everyone else sony and fox they were like expand it it's a universe make it big and and big and universal connect it like 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 hexablocks
0: thank you for that visual dan
2: yeah you're, you're welcome <laughs> like lincoln logs will connect it
0: <laughs> all right so so man of steel he had free reign to make a superman story Yes, and visually, it's great. It's got a lot of oh. uh, like <clears throat> Superman visuals pulled from the comics of him, yes. like you know lifting stuff of stuff above his head and yeah, you know, I like, really, the action is really great.
2: Really like the oil rig when he yep. catches the like tower following yeah and prevents it from crushing a helicopter.
0: Yeah, it's all visually great, but it's. Mm-hmm not necessarily Superman. Like Superman is this beacon of hope and the Superman and man of steel is kind of just this brooding big guy that just beats people up. Well, and like, it's kind of developing the character still. Yeah.
2: I, I still really like man of steel. It's a really good origin film because, um, first of all, he's he's not superman until like the midpoint of the film he doesn't he doesn't get the suit he doesn't have any intent on going around and saving people's lives unless he comes across a disaster like um i like that and a lot of people were really upset about him killing zod But I really liked that.
0: I don't mind that as much as everybody else
2: shows. It shows how reluctant he is to do it. Like he has no intent to kill him until the guy's trying to murder a family. And he's and he straight up says, I'll never stop. And so there's no other way. He could have put his hand over his eyes. I mean, yeah, but what's he going to do? Keep his hand over well, his eyes forever? Like I said, he'll never
1: stop. Yeah, he said, like, I'll never stop. Yeah, that's true. Nothing... For me at that point, that was basically <clears throat> Superman's choice of either I can stop him now, but he'll only keep going. I have to do this fight forever, or I can end it now and keep everyone <clears throat> safe.
2: Because he knows humanity has nothing to stop a Kryptonian. Yes, because they don't know about kryptonite uh, about kryptonite yet. Superman doesn't even really know about kryptonite. There
0: He's, is no kryptonite.
2: Right, exactly. So um so he doesn't he doesn't know of anything that can actually weaken a Kryptonian except
1: blocking ex- out the sun.
2: Except blocking out the sun. Yeah. And so obviously he doesn't have any other choice
0: it's yeah so so it's like it's an all right superman movie yeah like i we liked could, it yeah i liked it and but then it was okay we're making a a sequel to it and everyone's like okay great and then yeah. it's batman versus superman and everybody <laughs> freaks out oh yeah yeah because it was we're making a sequel okay yeah.
2: It's not exactly a sequel, but it does follow up the events closely.
0: And so now this is where the pros and cons of Zack Snyder really come into play. Uh-huh. Because with Batman v. Superman, he tried for this movie to be everything. Yeah. Like, it was It was the Dark Knight Returns, it was Death of Superman... It was the introduction of the Justice League. It like basically just you you remember like the 70 years of DC comics that have happened. We're going to put that all in this movie.
2: (laughs) Yep. Which again goes into them rushing into the shared universe. Like, yeah, a lot of people were like, well, you can't do it exactly like Marvel. Uh when Marvel has the formula right, yeah, follow the formula,
1: like when the super soldier serum is correct, you don't, you don't, you don't tamper and, with it. Exactly. Yeah, I thank mean, you. I couldn't think of the word tamper. <laughs>
2: they're they're basically uh, yeah, they're basically trying to recreate it in their own way. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to recreate sliced bread here; just cut the bread.
0: And so, story wise, that does not work. And that is where Batman V Superman completely falls apart because the pro visually incredible. Yeah. Everything other than maybe the doomsday fight at the end where it gets kind of just a mess of energy and bodies flying everywhere.
2: Yeah. The rest
0: of it is great. Like there's some (laughs) like he did with Watchmen and 300. There are some great pulled from the page moments in Batman v Superman that are just stand up out of your seat and scream yes moments like when you see that yeah absolutely like the there are a lot Batman, of moments that the I love. Batman armor um <sighs> so the the fight is really good until he gets it's hit incredible. by the second kryptonite grenade and then it's like why do you let that happen but the, f- <laughs> <laughs> the That's fight's a good point. the fight's really great there's Um, Doomsday gets better looking as the fight goes on.
2: Yeah, because he goes from this weird, gross mass to really looking like Doomsday.
0: Yeah, the there's that one shot that's in the trailer of Batman up on the on the building and the lightning strikes behind him. Mm -hmm. And it's the exact cover from the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. And so like visually and just. Being able to do that, Zack Snyder is incredible. And yeah, absolutely. So, the thing, but the so because of that, I can't decide if he is a great director or a terrible director (laughs) because he can take that, like, it's a comic book movie. So they say, Great, we're going to make a comic book movie for the comic book fans. And they do it. Like, it's all this comic book stuff on the screen. But does that make a good movie? And that's what I can't decide. I'm so torn between like I want it to be a good movie and it's not. And then also looking. Is it a great comic book movie because of all the comic book stuff it
1: had? No. Uh, I mean, my thing was Zack Snyder. Like you said, like he doesn't really have much of an idea of story. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's his biggest weak point is record. Like visually he's amazing, but that's like a lot of directors. It's the same thing with George Lucas. Like he's great at coming up with the ideas, but as far as story, he has no clue. Right.
2: Yeah. Um, like what, what I would say is he's a really good, uh, adapter and, uh, director in terms of the the visuals of everything he's great at that but he's not the he, he's not the best at putting it together the way it needs to be like yeah like i said all the stuff with the dark side and omega foreshadowings that's all very experimental film stuff. Like, and
0: it's just out of nowhere.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. I I had this argument with my wife um, that it would work better if all of that stuff happened to Lex Luthor. If all of the visions were his, because Batman has literally nothing for those visions to come off of. Number no. one, he's he's not a psychic. Of any kind. He yeah. has no abilities that he should be getting these visions. Number two, he hasn't seen anything that would give him these visions. Yeah. He, he hasn't has been exposed absolutely no to anything reason. like I feel like the the beginning of his nightmare where it's Superman and his like soldiers that's understandable because that is legitimately his fear is Superman becomes a tyrant and takes over the world. Mm-hmm. That part, totally understandable. The part where it goes to the Omega demons or whatever they are, um,
0: Parademons. flying,
2: yeah, sorry, um, flying around and then the giant Omega symbol. Where's that come from? Yeah, Nobody he has knows. no reason for
0: that. <clears throat> And that's so just if you bad transfer
2: Yeah, if you transfer that vision to Lex Luthor after his exposure to the um Kryptonian chamber, that that could work a little bit better, but
1: it's just way too out of place to be in Batman's head. Yeah, like, because well that, for me
0: like Oh, go ahead, Dylan. My,
1: my my biggest problem with the whole thing is that there was no reason for Lex Luthor to be the villain other than for the sake of needing a villain. Like he hadn't, <clears throat> I, I just never understood why he felt the way he did toward Superman or Batman. <clears throat> like other, than, other than it was just like to prove that he could control them or something like, but I mean, for yeah, me, we don't know never, because we started, we started maniac. like 20
0: years into this universe. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. And so, It comes back around to Zack Snyder ruined the DC films universe (laughs) because he did man of steel, which is fine, whatever. But then he decided, okay, we're going to start this universe after like 50 years of stuff has already happened. And so Batman v Superman comes out and there's this huge backlash to it. And suicide squad gets caught in the backlash and it comes out and it's god awful
2: man there were there was so much hope for suicide yeah. squad and yeah. it was
0: supposed to be good but then the executives chickened out with the tone and they're like oh we need to shake this up and make it more like guardians of the galaxy which resulted yeah. in like half of the movie being reshot and getting changed changing the tone but then half of the movie is really dark and the other half is light and humorous and it doesn't work. No. Yeah. And now we're hearing the same thing about wonder woman. Cause it was in pre-production or right at the beginning of production when Batman V Superman came out and all this backlash to it. So yeah, it was, it was already really too late to change wonder woman. And now we're hearing that wonder woman is trash. And yeah. so now it's taking them. Maybe justice league will be good i don't know i want it to be because it's the freaking justice league do it right
1: <laughs> yeah but say so you were we don't you can't know to, you can't afford to screw up the justice no league. If they
2: mess up justice league their universe is done it's they have to restart. because yeah.
0: that's batman v superman and then the two movies they got caught in its wake are gonna be terrible and that's gonna tank it They you can't do anything and
2: Here's the thing about Batman vs. Superman. It's a polarizing film. Like, there's a lot of people that love it. There's also a lot of people that hate it. Yeah. And they... Like, you can get by with a couple of polarizing films. But you have to be able to recover, like, one or two films later. And Suicide Squad was polarizing. If Wonder Woman is polarizing, they have to... Absolutely crush Justice League because if Justice League is polarizing, Justice League Two is doomed.
0: And I hope it's good. People
2: just won't go see it in theaters.
0: Yep. Prove us wrong, Zack Snyder, and make a good Justice League movie.
2: I mean, it's not too late. You haven't finished the production on Justice League. No, and no, you're not. Justice League would be fine because it's
0: the first movie where they had the full pre-production production and post-production to make it right after right. Batman v Superman. Because Suicide yeah, Squad yeah. was already being edited when Batman v Superman came out and Wonder Correct. Woman is in production. Justice League, they have as, as much time as they need to make that right. Yep.
2: <clears throat> uh, and so... I think one thing that DC in general needs to do is just make up their minds with the tone of their films. Yes. Like Mm -hmm. if like like you can't keep switching back and
1: forth from being kind of a funny comedy to being or being Mm -hmm. like a funny movie to being a darker movie. Man of Steel
2: was gritty, but not like dark gritty. It was just grittier than Marvel, which is which is a good idea. Set yourself apart. Yeah, you're not Marvel. You don't want to be Marvel because you're going
1: to flood the market with all of the same stuff. And then that's all anyone's going to say is (laughs) "Oh, you're just trying to be like Marvel.
2: Yeah. So gritty is fine. Like make it gritty, but they need to commit to it because that's the problem with suicide squad is they bounce back and forth between, Oh, it's gritty. Oh, but there's this lighthearted humor, but it's gritty, but it's humorous. Like, don't you really like Harley Quinn? Now she's crazy. And it's gritty. But but don't hate anyone. It's okay. Yeah.
0: And Justice League is supposed to have a light tone. So that's my take on the DC Universe and how Zack Snyder ruined it.
1: Yep. Prove because, us wrong.
0: Because he is visually great, but story-wise terrible.
1: <clears throat> Agreed. He's the next generation George Lucas.
0: I can agree with that.
1: Is that fair to say? That's fair to say. Okay.
2: Okay, so we'll move on to movies. It's 20 of this year's big releases. 20? 20. On 20. 20. Uh, no specific order. I didn't know that many movies came out. Dude, so many <laughs> movies come out. Like, at least 27 movies come out this year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we got 20 so those seven other movies suck this
2: is gonna be in no real specific order but we'll we'll kind of save uh like five for the end that are are really anticipated okay um so we'll just start with uh power rangers yeah how's that sound yeah power rangers pretty excited about that uh austin i know you're fairly
1: excited dylan how do you feel I don't know how to feel about it. Like I like the idea of a Power Rangers movie. I really do. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like they're going to go overboard with all the CGI and stuff like that.
2: That's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we've seen about like the from the trailers, the Morphin time and stuff. Uh, it it could be I a little sketchy.
0: visually think the suits are amazing. <clears throat>
2: Yes, I really yeah. like the suits because
0: you can't do the spandex, but the suits look incredible. Right at first, I hated Rita Repulsa, but now I'm starting <laughs> to come around to it. And there's like also it. rumors that she w- was the original Green Ranger Ooh. and turned evil. That would be interesting. And so, if you think Hence about that, and then look at her costume, outfit. it yeah. looks like a Green Ranger costume that's kind of been deformed.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. That so I'm would totally be an interesting on board with that. Twist.
0: Uh zordon Uh, is great
2: yeah great casting for that
0: alpha 5 looks awful yeah i I don't throw it in a dumpster and burn it it's a
2: really terrible it it's like they combined the original alpha with wally
0: or jar jar
2: oh no that's all i'm
0: gonna
2: think of when i watch the film now (laughs) from, <laughs> I'm going to kill you, Jar Jar.
0: And from what I've seen of the Zords, <clears throat> I don't like them.
2: I don't like the Megazord for sure.
0: They, they're they too organic.
2: Um, I can see that argument. I I mean, I definitely don't like the Megazord. They
0: don't really look like anything.
2: I just, I, oh, I also really don't like Goldar.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen enough of him to know, but... Yeah, he's kind of. He looks like a melted candle.
2: Uh, that comes out on March twenty fourth, mm-hmm. so, so looking forward to that. But again, um, it's it's got its. it's
0: Is that got your dog? Its, yeah, yeah. It's my dog.
2: <laughs> Abby's not home, so I had to have them in the room with us while we record. And there's a neighbor dog barking. So, stop. Calm down, podcast puppy. It's okay. Um, so, uh, Covered Power Rangers. Next one that, again, kind of iffy on Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales.
0: I have no desire to see that.
1: I want to see it because... I will because I've seen all the other Pirates movies, and the last one I didn't particularly care for either, but... I mean... I'm going to see it. I'm invested. I may not see it like right away. I may wait till like it's run is about done in theaters. That's what I'm going to do
2: because number 1, I really hate audiences. I'm yeah. going to be honest right now. Like back when I was not an old cranky man, <laughs> like I didn't mind audiences because I was I was just so excited to see most films. But now so many people go to opening weekend stuff that I, I just can't stand it. Like, I'm just like, you, you're dumb. Shut up. You're so dumb. And this will be even worse because parents are going to take their kids. Yep. And then their kids are going to get scared by the weird stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. That's how I was at the Lego <laughs> Batman movie. There are a lot of kids. It's too many kids. Uh, it's
2: been long enough that maybe they've kind of like reevaluated and and fixed some stuff, but I'm not positive.
1: Tom. I mean, I will say I do like uh, the trailer because it conveys just kind of that creepy tone. Yeah. Uh, I cannot for the life of me think of the actor's name who's playing. I guess the bad guy in this one, um, uh, Captain Salazar.
0: Javier Bardem.
1: Yes, yeah, Javier Bardem. That's it. I kind of like the casting for that because he. I mean, he really just gets into his characters. Yeah. So that's gonna be interesting mm-hmm. to see, but mm-hmm. I just don't know what the overall uh, plot or concept of the film is going to be yet. So.
2: Yeah. Um, that'll be interesting I'm, to see when it gets
1: closer to time.
2: I'm excited to see Orlando Bloom return. So. Yes. That'll be good. Um, let's see that comes out May twenty sixth. So, move along to one that I'm not especially excited for
1: the fate of the furious
0: don't even yeah. care
1: yeah no, I I honestly do don't care anymore I went like I saw uh oh god which, whatever I can't remember the last fast and furious movie fast I saw 7
0: would have been 7 did you not see fast 7
1: it, I haven't seen any the last of them. one that came out yeah I did not see that in theaters so the one before that I saw in theaters fast 6 yes watch and I, it was whatever one it was with, like, the world's longest runway ever. Yeah. That they yeah. estimated it was, like, 22 miles. Jeez, what? Yeah, because they're well, trying
0: I, to take this plane down.
1: But right. Yeah, so I've, I've been detached from it. Like, I remember watching the first movie. I still don't think I ever saw Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> and then they had Tokyo Drift, and by then I was already, like, completely out of it. And then I, I, was, seen any I of them. I was surprised they kept oh, wow. going. I was surprised they kept going after Tokyo Drift. To be completely honest, I mean, the but thing was they brought back that, the original cast and yeah, all that with, kind of stuff, stuff. With
2: some of those, they played really well overseas. Yes, which is why Tokyo Drift was Tokyo Drift. They were like, yeah. oh, the first two played really big in Japan. Mm-hmm. Let's set it in Japan, and like Tokyo Drift did huge in Japan because of that. Yep, um, but fast seven was really good. Like really good film. I am still really, really confused about how we went from a movie about an undercover cop infiltrating a street racing gang to this movie. That's got a submarine and a tank and there's just Tim being part
1: of an international crime gang that re- drives cars.
2: That drives cars, and not just drives cars. Like they drive tanks
1: and jump out of planes and drive out of planes and and I'm launch just, themselves out of cars to grab people that are flying through the air that, you know, just, that have fallen off of tanks I and landing on other cars, and nobody's hurt. I I don't get how we got where we are, but
2: you know, have a dog I, over your shoulder. I don't know. My <laughs> only um, opinion.
0: Is that yes. I'm very mad they did not title it F8 of the Furious.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I know that. Okay. So next up on the list, the live action Beauty and the Beast. Uh,
1: yeah. I wasn't I wasn't excited at first, just that I don't love the idea of Disney doing live action remakes of all my childhood films. They're doing it. Get get over. But get over I, it. I love I love the casting of Emma Watson. She's a great. She's a great actress. I'm excited to hear her sing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'd like to go see it, but I feel like it's more of like a date movie, and I have no one to go with.
0: So, Dylan, we can go on a man date. Dylan, right, mandate. Dylan, you'll meet
1: someone. You're fine. You don't promise that. <laughs> don't promise things that you know are false. Uh,
2: this comes out Sorry. on March seventeenth, so it's not too far off. Um, <clears throat> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure. gonna find anyone by then. I'm not sure how I feel about the beast because what I've seen from it, I can't tell if he's CGI, but
0: I think he's CGI. Yeah. CGI. He's definitely CGI.
2: What I don't get. Just look back at X-Men and look what they did with Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. Kelsey Grammer. That wasn't CGI. And that was amazing.
1: I mean, I understand why they prefer to do CGI, but
2: it's because he's giant.
1: Yeah. He's, they, they also have to okay. make him, like, nine feet tall.
2: Like, yeah, so put the guy on stilts. <laughs> like, I get it, but at the same time, just I wish more films would would stick to practical movie makeup. But I get using CGI to make him big. Like, they also whatever, probably couldn't but...
1: find that much ox hair. Because that's what, like, everyone does with their <laughs> costumes is ox hair. Yeah.
2: Well, it's very, it's very rough and rugged. It makes it's sense. also
1: very flammable. Nice. According to Jim Carrey.
2: <laughs> so apparently, if you want to burn the beast like the villagers do... You That's don't probably why
1: up. they didn't do it. <laughs> like, uh, he's going to be near fire. We don't want to kill an actor. <laughs> why not? Again.
2: Yeah. It's the same crew that worked on the crow. <laughs>
1: You are just the worst type of person. We'll and on that on. note, the next movie <laughs> is...
2: Let's talk about uh, Kong, Skull Island.
1: I actually am excited for that. Yeah. It looks really good. Like, Peter Jackson kind of ruined King Kong for me. Because he did uh, the last one. But this one looks really good. Plus it's got uh, John Goodman, Samuel Jackson, John C. Riley, uh, One of my favorites, Tom Hiddleston. And Brie Larson, who's going to be Captain Marvel. Yeah, so. she is. And she's also been in a few episodes of The League, and she was super funny in that. Oh, yeah. And she's she's also very attractive. So, yeah. It'll be good. I'm excited.
2: Uh, That comes out March 10th. It's going to be a big March. There's a lot of movies in March. Well, and we even
1: have a big one uh, this Friday, which I know we'll get to.
2: Wait, I really like the visuals from what we've seen just in the trailers. Wait, what are we
0: talking about? Kong. Kong. Oh, I thought we moved on. We got to move on no we didn't move on Daniel you have 20 movies and we're yeah, already what's your 15 point? minutes in
2: that's okay take we can take the time Austin people care um so fine alright I like the visuals I'll move on with my stupid shit apparently <laughs> We'll go with the shit show Justice League that we were talking about earlier. It's a
0: shit show. Move on. I am still looking forward to it, but I don't know what to think about it yet. It's going to be a shit show. This shit
2: show in particular releases on November 17th. So, uh, you know, right before Thanksgiving, go and make yourself throw up to the bad movie. And then you'll have plenty of room for Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) we'll move on to another shit show which we talked about it being a shit show earlier wonder woman yeah uh that is in may i know let me pull up the exact date it's oh no they moved it back it's june 2nd
0: and i want it so so badly to be good but it's just gonna be bad
2: okay one that I'm excited for is War for the Planet of the Apes. Yes. Because, Ooh, that comes out this year? Yeah. Nice. Because I really like the first two installments in the series. Yes. Love them.
0: They've I keep done forgetting it. about They've this
1: movie. They've
2: perfectly. That comes out on our friend Derek's birthday, July 14th.
0: Yay, happy birthday, Derek. Yeah, happy birthday in a few months. Um,
2: <clears throat> that... This... I think they're going for just a trilogy for this one. So this will be like the culmination. And I think that at the end of the movie, we might have the astronauts land. Okay. Which ties us back to mm-hmm. the original Planet of the Apes.
0: Yep. Yeah, because it does technically exist in the same universe. Yes. But not <clears throat> the Mark Wahlberg one.
2: Right. No, no. because no. <clears throat> um, yeah,
0: just because no.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to that and it it's just going to be freaking great. Um next up on the list Blade Runner 2049.
0: I actually did not see the original. I have not either.
2: Um I've seen it it doesn't hold up that well, but I mean first of all like you've got Harrison Ford and he and he comes back for 2049, so that's mm-hmm. that's a bonus.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and, like, the premise of the movie holds up. It's just that the original was filmed in, like, the 70s or 80s. I want to say 80s.
1: So I don't think it was too far after Star Wars. No. Because um, it was still when he was, like, big from playing Han Solo.
2: <clears throat> yeah. So this stars Ryan Gosling, uh, and he is a ah. new Blade Runner. For the LAPD. So that's that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously it's set in the future. So it should be interesting to see how everything ties together. Um, that comes out on October 6th. So that looks pretty decent. Uh, we've got the Mummy reboot.
0: Yeah. I'm whatever on that so far. Yeah, whatever on it.
2: What's interesting is from from everything I've seen on it, it looks like they're going from more of a horror-thriller feel on this one.
1: <clears throat> do they bring back Brendan Fraser? No, not they, at all. I, I no. will not see it. It's Tom um, Cruise. It's Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I know it's another unpopular opinion of mine, but I do not like Tom Cruise. <clears throat> Outside of, like, Top Gun... Top Gun's great. That's and actually a pretty popular opinion. Really? It actually is, To yeah. not like Tom Cruise, yeah. I've always been told it's not popular to dislike Tom Cruise. Um,
2: so, that's June 9th. Oh, I, I forgot a shout-out for Wonder Woman on, on June 2nd. That's my little brother's birthday, so. Happy birthday, Eric! Um... <clears throat> But yeah, The Mummy, June 9th, I'm excited for it. It it looks like a good reboot, and that's also going to be in the Connected Monsters universe. They want to... Yeah. I think they probably abandoned the Dracula Untold movie it's, for being part of yeah, that universe. Yeah, it's
0: technically not a part of it anymore. Which is a shame, because I like
2: the movie. Like, it had some weird stuff, but I like the movie as, like overall mm-hmm. it's a cool I'm, twist on the dracula tale
0: for the mummy i'm just excited to see tom cruise do his weird run a bunch
2: <laughs> you can't catch me gay thoughts <laughs> um speaking of reboots while we're on there uh jumanji comes out
1: this year Ooh, that's right and that's gonna have a uh, dwayne the rock johnson and kevin Hart. sure does i'm excited yeah. for that um that's
2: really late in the year. It'll come out uh, on December twenty second. Currently
0: scheduled, and I think so, it's a re sequel.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a sequel, not a reboot. Technically, yeah. So like, yeah. in a in a way, like they're renewing the series, not rebooting the series. Yeah, mm-hmm. pumping fresh blood into it. Um, I really love original Jumanji and I mean it's it's sad that it was Robin Williams and we no longer have him well I think
1: um, I think originally they did want to bring Robin Williams back for it but obviously you know with his death that's just not gonna happen he would've made a cameo oh and it would've been phenomenal and it would've been hilarious cause it would've been stuff like I don't wanna go back (laughs) They're like, why do, people, why do people keep playing this game? Oh. <laughs> this game's evil. Oh.
2: Um, so, yeah. I look forward to that one. Um, let's see. We're we're down to the last nine here. What to choose? What to choose? Uh, let's go to our childhood and pick Captain Underpants. Yes. Oh, yes. I am so excited. <laughs> Uh Dylan, was it you that asked if it was live action?
1: <laughs> I did. <laughs> I wanted it to be live action.
2: Yep, That no, would be can't, amazing. can't with show Jack a man Black. running around in his underpants. <laughs>
1: um I would like to play the part of Captain Underpants in that
0: case.
2: Hey, you know what? You could you could kind of fit him. You shave Jack your Black head. or
0: Kevin James.
2: Yeah. Yes. You know what? Nope. Dylan, for Captain Underpants live action. Yes. I'm putting him forth. Austin. You'll have to stop that whole weight loss thing.
1: Boston, you make... Hey, I will do anything for a role. <laughs> I will be Jonah Hill. I will become skinny or fat, depending on what you need. <laughs>
2: um, that uh, bold prediction is going to beat Wonder Woman at the box office because they're going head-to-head on June 2nd. Ooh. Happy birthday, Eric.
1: Uh, They're gonna have to really push the marketing on that. I I would actually go see Captain Underpants before I go see Wonder Woman. Yeah, probably too. Yeah. And for those who are offended, that's not a lady thing. (laughs) That's I read all the Captain Underpants books, and I've been excited about this movie since I was twelve.
2: Yeah, this isn't sex. This isn't sexism. Like he'd go see it even if Captain Underpants was a female. Okay, actually, especially if Captain Underpants Captain Underpants
1: was a female. What if Wonder Woman and Captain Underpants joined forces to be Captain Wonder Woman and Underpants? Captain Underwoman.
2: (laughs) Captain Wonderpants. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Love it. Figured it out. Works perfectly.
1: Hollywood, make this movie. Get on it, Spielberg. (laughs) Uh,
2: So, moving along, we are... Going back to the Nolan verse, and uh, and this time he's adding in a World War II movie with
0: Dunkirk. <clears throat> um, I am very whatever about this.
1: For I, I literally have heard nothing about. For
2: this. literally everyone that knows nothing about Dunkirk, uh, it was the evacuation of the Allied troops from Dunkirk, France, in 1940. So gotcha. America's not involved.
1: That's why all. I know nothing about it.
2: Yeah, that's, that's why we're uneducated swine from America that World, don't pay any attention if we're not involved. World War II
0: was irrelevant <clears throat> until we got involved. Everyone at work is really excited about this movie. It looks and so good. I just don't care. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <clears throat> I mean... Because you're uneducated swine.
0: Yeah. Even when the like the teaser came out, and it was just those guys in a ship with a plane... You well, know, yeah, coming down because at him.
2: No one. Knew Everyone is like, about it. "Oh,
0: this is gonna be so amazing!" And I'm like, "It's just—it's a push-in mm. on a bunch of guys in a boat, and they're kind of like starting to duck." How do you know this <clears throat> is gonna be a great movie?
2: I think part of because it because they're ducking with conviction. Part of it is the fact that it's—it's it's Christopher Nolan. Like, oh yeah, it's already got some weight behind it. It's got its own credibility without. He could have not put out anything, and it would have had credibility. <laughs> Could have just put out that teaser trailer and people would have been like, it's going to be so good, though.
0: Yeah, because people were like, it's going to be so good, though. When
1: did he Chris- put
0: that out because
1: it's Christopher Nolan,
0: because it's Christopher Nolan.
1: Yeah. But what I'm saying is he could have only put that out one day, Austin, you'll get to the point where you have to, you just put out like a five second teaser trailer and everyone's going to say, oh, it's so good because it's Austin Stevens. Yeah, I hope so. That's the end. Goal. That's that is the end goal. Yeah, people... Once that happens, you just walk away from the game. Check out <laughs> Walk the Past. It'll blow your pants off.
2: Probably. Um, so, another one that we've got coming out in two days. It's weird. It's legitimately releasing on
1: a Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ghost in the Shell. This is another one I know nothing about, but I've heard a lot about it mm-hmm. from other people. So, I'm interested... <laughs> Plus, well, it's
2: Scarlett Johansson. It was originally an anime. Yeah, that's yeah, that's so, what I know about it. That's um, a lot of the shots that we have seen in the trailer are taken directly from um, the the anime itself. So, okay. like, that's really cool that they've adapted it straight like that. They've added in obviously stuff to make it its own, and it was kind of controversial that they cast scarlett johansson instead of an asian to play it but like it's okay because it's an it's an american-made film it's not that big of a deal like i i get it but at the same time they they needed yeah they needed an actress to carry weight to get a bigger audience yeah and so that's what they went with because what big name asian actress do you know Lucy Lou Too old to
0: play Chloe the character. Bennett. Uh, not Asian enough. Not Asian enough. Yeah, that's Also,
2: true. a little too obscure still. <clears throat> I'm out. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so I'm really excited. You get to see ScarJo in a skin tight suit, so why not oh. see uh, We'll move on uh, to Kingsman, the golden shower. I mean, circle.
1: Yes. I, I'm excited for this because I love the first Kingsman movie. I'm gonna, yeah. It's amazing. I'm
2: going to be awful and tell you that I've never seen the original.
1: Okay, well, you need to watch it. All right. I mean, it only came out a couple years ago. Or... That's yeah, even, not like even that long. years ago. Yeah. So, <clears> I mean, I don't... It's not like it's a older movie that's a classic like yeah. it only came out a couple years ago so I don't blame you for that but okay. you you should try and watch it I'll try and find it this.
2: I'll try and find it somewhere it's uh, very much I have amazing I plenty of time it comes out on October 6th actually I think it might be on Hulu mm. I'm not entirely sure I'll take a look yeah um, <clears throat> so yeah Kingsman the golden shower circle
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that just sounds like the worst thing ever
2: so, this is where things get tricky. We're down to the last five. And these will be in order. Coming in at number five, Thor Ragnarok.
0: Yes. <clears throat> I'm excited for this just because of Taika Waititi.
2: Yeah. The like, director, Dylan.
0: The uh, other Thors sorry. were okay. But <clears throat> yeah, I think this one is going to be great.
2: But, yeah. Um That hits in November, November 3rd. So two weeks ahead of Justice League. Get your fill on a good movie before you go throw up to Justice League. Um, Make it a double hitter. You could watch Thor after Justice League to make yourself feel better about Hollywood.
1: Like when you leave Justice League and you feel like you're gonna puke, just run into Thor Ragnarok and get the nausea down to where you don't have to puke. You swallow that like, and you hold it, them. exactly. And then you feel good about yourself and like, oh, this this is what magic looks like. <clears throat> and then yeah. when you stop looking at Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay. yeah, that that
2: comes out November third. Looks really good. Probably going to be the best Thor film.
1: Definitely, so, I'm excited. Uh,
2: due to the kind of underwhelming previous installations that's why it lands at number 5. Number 4, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. Mm-hmm. That comes out on July
0: 7th. Welcome home, Spidey.
1: Yep. I I thought this was funny. I actually talked about this movie with uh the guy, one of the guys that uh I believe he's like a manager at Depo.
2: Oh. Interesting.
1: Because I heard them talking about it in the kitchen. I was like, Are "You guys talking about Spider-Man: Homecoming?" So I sat there and talked to them about it for like <laughs> ten minutes while I waited for my food. And it was—he was actually very knowledgeable. Like, nice. He can might even give Austin a run for his money. Oh snap! Doubt yeah. <laughs> I, I, am I, I don't want to give him too much credit, but like, he was getting really into a lot of stuff. I'm like, it—it it was impressive. I was just like, this guy needs to talk to Austin.
2: Now there is a <clears throat> comic, like at least run called homecoming or it might just be an issue but there is a spider-man homecoming comic so it'll be interesting to see how much they pull from that um but i'm really excited to see how much tony stark is in it um whether or not we get the iron spider at the end of the film and just kind of see what's what um yeah. so yeah July 7th really excited for that number 3 again getting really hard to choose
0: i'm going to guess ends of
2: the galaxy okay volume 2 <clears throat> um we all know that comes out in may i'm going to try and find the exact date I should really know these by now
1: 20 uh, something there it is. So I want to say May 24th.
2: Thought it was earlier. May 5th. There we go, uh, May 5th. Oh. Which wasn't that the date of the Avengers release? 5 years ago? Yes. Yeah, look at that.
0: I Did thought the that? Avengers was May 4th.
1: Well, whatever.
2: Same weekend writing on the Tales
1: of Glory. <laughs> so <laughs> um... <laughs> There's a song in there. <laughs> right. tales of glory so
2: uh we're really excited about this i just saw uh, a james gunn tweet some he was holding some sort of like q a and someone asked him what his favorite project ever has been and he said guardians of the galaxy volume two so
0: great so
2: it's the director's favorite project that he's ever worked on
1: that's if anything promising I mean, uh, I mean, I I absolutely love the trailer uh, with Rocket talking to Baby Groot about the bomb. Oh, it's like, so that, funny! <laughs> that is perfect. Especially, like, does anyone have any tape? I'm gonna put some tape over the death button. <laughs> I, I had to pause it because I was dying there, and then I started again. <laughs> like you like no one has any tape. Not a single person has tape, and I had to pause it again because I'm laughing too hard. If anyone would have tape, it would be you. I had to do everything right. Oh, I'm great. Oh, that's not good. Oh, I had, seriously, I've never had to pause a trailer so many times to laugh. <laughs> so I'm I'm excited as I'll get out for this movie.
2: So. We're down to the last two. This is really hard to pick, but number two is Logan. Ooh.
0: Nice. And that comes out next weekend.
2: Yes. Comes out on the 3rd of March. Like I said, big March this year. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly big. Surprisingly small May. People are really giving Marvel their space with Guardians. Yep. Um, So, uh, that is currently receiving a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's rated at a 9.5 out of 10 on IMDb.
0: It's getting... I'm excited. It's getting huge, hugely
2: positive responses in Are we reviewing this next weekend? Yes, we are.
0: Clearly. Great. Okay, we'll talk in depth about it next week then. So, last... That leaves one movie as number last one. Last
2: and number one star wars the last jedi yes of course it is Mm
0: -hmm. i
2: cannot wait we've we've talked about what we think it could involve what we think the title could mean so everyone knows that we're into this yeah um so yeah that comes out december 15th i'm gonna see it like seven times in theaters
0: mark it on your calendars
2: if it's really good i might watch it nine times because I saw Avengers eight times in theaters. <laughs> so, I saw it so seven. So if it's really good, Star Wars might take the cake and and be the new
1: most viewed by me. <clears throat> I think I saw The Force Awakens uh, four times. I saw it four times. So, yeah, I may have to watch this. But I think the best thing that's come out of this so as of right now, like pre-trailers anything, is the uh, Josh Gad videos <laughs> with uh, Daisy Ridley. Because he's filming the movie... <laughs> Uh, with her called Murder on the Orient Express. So he has gotten into this habit of bringing her into his trailer with his <laughs> phone, recording her, and asking her questions about the movie. <laughs> but she won't answer them because she's under the confidentiality agreement. Mm-hmm. And the last one, I think, was the greatest one. He uh-huh. actually had her come to his house. Yeah. And she's like, you're not asking me Star Wars questions. He goes, no, no, I don't have any questions. But they do. And then he yeah. goes into his living room, and there's just a line of people. It involves uh, Chris Pratt... Bryce Dallas Howard, um, uh, the director for uh, Episode 9, and then the last one and is J.J. Abrams. Does, oh, and Penelope Cruz uh, was in there, too.
2: Does Luke talk in this one?
1: Yeah, does That's Luke have any dialogue? Daisy, please, we gotta know. And that, Tell me, please. that little smirk at the end for her is just so adorable. It's Like like I told you guys, we were texting about this, and I said, she's bae. She's Bay, And she's the only one I will use that word for <laughs> Like that's it. Like okay, I should I say her and Jennifer Lawrence are both. Those are my two bays. That that's it.
2: All right, so that's our that's our most anticipated twenty movies for this year. There's some uh, some risky picks in there that are out on a limb as far as the studios. Uh, they could go this way that way. We're we're not predicting the best twenty. We're just saying what we're most excited for. Yes. Yes. Um, So, we'll move into sports.
1: Yeah! My turn. Alright, so for sports this week, I was going to talk about this last week, but then stuff happened. We just couldn't ignore stupidity. Yeah, we can't ignore that level of stupidity. It must be addressed. And I feel weird, because like, the last two weeks I've been trash-talking the NBA, basically. (laughs) And now, again, I'm going to be talking about the NBA, but in a good way. Sort of because this was of. back in the 90s, yeah, before they just like lost all sense of purpose and reality, thank you for finishing these sentence <laughs> basically what I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh this is an event that Dan, you actually told me about I was not even aware of this, yeah, which was impressive it's not widely known this was this is about the greatest game never played. And not not be, never seen. Not not, sorry, not to be confused with the greatest game never seen, which was uh, the,
0: the uh, dream practice. Yeah,
1: scrimmage with the dream team in 1992. This was a game of one on one that was being set up between Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan in 1990. Cash. So before been insane. the so before the Bulls ever won a championship, and when Magic was getting near the end of his career, before uh, he was diagnosed with HIV. Yes. So. I mean this is just interesting because it involves two of the greatest players in NBA history. Again, Magic was near the top of his reign, Michael was just starting to become the greatest player in the world.
2: Yeah, he was already being like regarded as the greatest scorer in the league at mm-hmm. the time. And but the thing was just like it was held over LeBron's head earlier in his career. He still didn't have any rings. Yes. They were like, yeah, yeah, you're you're great and everything, but you, you can't carry your team to a championship holding, you know, just reigning that over him.
1: Well, that's always been the biggest knock on Michael is that he's more of an individual. He's a scorer. Like, it's all about him. Whereas Magic was seen as the ultimate team player. Yes. He never lit up the stat sheet except for like in, like, assists. Yeah. But that's the thing. He had... A just redonkulous amount of assists <laughs> so he's passing the ball everywhere he's helping out his team in any way shape or form he can that's why he had so many championships but yeah. the ultimate the, one of the big questions in the late 80s and early 90s was what if michael and magic played one-on-one who would win mm-hmm. it's it's a similar debate as like who would win in a fight superman or iron man something like that something obscure but this was this was real life this was something that could actually happen. So, yeah. apparently, at one point, it was going to happen. Yep. This was an event that was going to be set up in Las Vegas. Both Magic and Michael were okay with it at the start of it. Yes. They were both like, Yeah, no, we're, we'll do this. And this was going to be something that they were both going to be paid for. But the winner took home a million dollars. The winner took home a million dollars. The loser was still going to get something. I don't know what the. It was prize, probably wow. like a percentage of. The probably percentage, of, yeah, percentage of the sales. And again, this is going to be held in Las Vegas, so obviously there's going to be a lot of gambling on it.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So Michael probably would have made some money from that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sorry, I love MJ, but he had some gambling deals. So <laughs> yeah. But, and right, right when this started, like, become there were murmurings of it, and you know, people were just starting to find out that it was possibly going to be a thing. Yeah,
2: it was initially like. Thought of in I think eighty eight. Yes. And then kind and then, of caught, really, steam 89. caught steam in eighty nine. Caught steam eighty nine, and then it was supposed and, to take place in the summer of ninety.
1: Yes, it was. Yes, and around that time was when the NBA players' union got involved. Yeah. And what's, and they were they were completely against it because you know you have two of your top players, one if one of them gets hurt, that devalues no the the season play. Yeah. That involves them. It didn't no, if they get, it just if they get hurt, it's bad for the league. Mm-hmm. But what's yeah. interesting about that is the president of the players union was Isaiah Thomas. Michael and Jordan's nemesis. Yeah. Isaiah and Michael did not get along at all whatsoever. They've been rivals for a long time because of that classic Bulls piston rivalry yeah, in the say, early he 90s. Was, he was the Pistons player,
2: right?
1: Yeah. Isaiah was the leader of the bad boys, which yeah. in 90 uh, in 89, 90 won championships. Mm-hmm. And then, after that was when the Bulls started just destroying everybody. Yes. But Isaiah was completely completely against, basically, Michael getting any recognition for anything because Isaiah saw himself as the best player in the NBA. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's what all the great players at that time did. They all thought they were the best.
2: That's what all the great players ever yeah. think. Yeah. I mean... Yeah.
1: No one ever sits there and goes, oh, yeah, this guy's better than me. No. No, if you think you're the best, that's, that's just it. So... I, I mean, it's possible Isaiah had just had a vendetta against it, or it was possible he really, truly didn't want either one of them to get hurt to, in an effort to devalue the league or anything like that. But then on top of that, uh, NBA Commissioner David Stern also came out and spoke against it. Mm-hmm. But that was more for the gambling, which had been a problem with the NBA for the last few years.
2: Yeah, he didn't want that reflecting upon the league.
1: Yes, he didn't want the NBA to become the, basically the Gambler's League. Because yeah. people were finding mm-hmm. it really easy to gamble on NBA games, and therefore it was easier to tamper with NBA games because yeah. players were very very accessible. Um, no, they and they hung out, a lot of them hung out in Vegas a lot during the late '80s and early '90s. So it was poss- Just he didn't want any of that. He was trying to protect the reputation. He was trying to protect the reputation. Uh, players' union is trying to protect the players, obviously, because that's mm-hmm. their job. So yeah. they had a lot of backlash from that. It caused, And all parties were trying to, both Magic's uh, people and Michael's people were trying to get it worked out. Up until a certain point when Michael decided that maybe he didn't want to do it as much as he originally yeah, it thought. Yeah, wasn't, it wasn't worth it. And a lot of people were kind of suspicious of that. Like, what, you don't, what, why do you not want to do it? Like, do you not want to prove that you're the best? And for Michael, it really came down to this point. It was kind of a lose-lose scenario cuz if he wins, people say, no, so what? You're you're a scorer. You're supposed to win in a one-on-one. Like mm-hmm. that's that's your game. That's what everyone's been saying, you're good at. And if he loses the game, then he has no rings and then everyone officially says, "Well, you didn't beat Magic, so you're not the best player in the world." Yeah. So he so basically he gets nothing out of it.
2: Yeah. He, he doesn't do- actually win any recognition if he beats Magic. Yeah. And then he loses all all credibility if he loses
1: yes so he basically backed out of that point and then it all completely fell through but then again series of events magic uh is diagnosed with hiv then 92 you get the dream team which then michael Mm -hmm. gets his revenge and specifically (laughs) says i'll be on the dream team but only if you don't invite isaiah thomas (laughs) (laughs) and again that's speculation but come on we all know that's real and it wasn't just michael scotty pippen Carl Malone, John Stockton, um, Magic himself didn't want Isaiah on the team. Like, half the team, Charles Barkley, too, did not want Isaiah Thomas. I
2: mean, the guy didn't have a good reputation with
1: other players for being someone that they wanted to play with. No, I mean, he was a good player. He was a good player, but not the best teammate. And I know a lot of people have made that argument, like, you really are going to pick John Stockton over Isaiah Thomas. And I'm like, John Stockton knew his role. He knew he was there to play... Not that many minutes. Yeah, he I mean, knew he was there to pass the ball, be a facilitator. <laughs> Isaiah is gonna try and <laughs> no nope, show up everyone. Yeah, and you already have that guy. You already have the guy who's gonna take all the shots in Michael. Yeah, and then you don't at, point, need another person. At, at point guard you already have you know one of the best of all time in Magic. Then you have Stockton who's gonna be your role player, and then Michael can also play some point guard. But again, he's gonna be your scorer.
2: Yeah. Like yeah. There's no
1: reason to have two scorers playing at a guard position. Especially rivals, because mm-hmm. because they're going to try and one-up each
2: other. Yep. They're, it's, you don't want that on a team. Which at Jordan the time, and
1: Thomas should have played each other. Well, and that was the other thing. Uh, Michael, Michael came out and said that Isaiah Thomas was against the one-on-one game was because Isaiah was not involved in it. And then he also said, but then nobody would want to watch it. Yeah,
2: he said. He said if if Isaiah was playing, no one would watch. Yeah. So,
1: Michael Jordan is the ultimate trash talker. He's
2: such a good trash talker. It's
1: great. I I still remember the the best piece of trash talk I've ever heard is a Michael Jordan one, and it ruined Muggsy Bogues' career. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it was during a game when Muggsy Bogues played for the Charlotte Hornets, and he was matched up on him. And Which is
2: funny because now Michael
1: owns the Charlotte Bobcats well no they're Charlotte Hornets now oh oh, now they're the Hornets yeah they were the Bobcats he changed it to the Hornets again because he liked right, the right, Hornets right. name better but anyway we're getting off topic uh, so he gets in Muggsy Bogues' face at first because Michael was a hard defensive player but then he backs up away from him looks him dead in the eyes and says shoot it you fucking midget <laughs> <laughs> and Muggsy pulls up and shoots and he misses terribly and then he goes to the fi- and then he gets fouled later, he goes to the line, and Michael gets right behind him and goes, Don't miss. And he missed both free throws. And from that point, like people have mapped it out. From that point, Muddy, Muggsy had a steady decline in his career in points, assists, just overall playing. Oh. So man. everyone regards oh, it as Michael Jordan Michael ruining Muggsy Pokes' his his career. <laughs> just destroyed his overall mental state. Because so Muggsy was a very good player. And he was like 5'3". Yeah. like he, was, he wasn't big. He was Nate Robinson before Nate Robinson. Except yeah. not as buff. Yeah. <laughs> Nate Robinson is just like the tiniest muscular dude ever.
2: Uh, I saw an interview with Magic. Uh, and it was actually when I was looking into this uh, King of the Court game. And uh, they talked about, well, you know, it didn't happen. But did you guys ever like take time during the Olympics and go one-on-one. And Magic said, no, 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 we didn't do that. But, I mean, we were always on opposite teams in scrimmage mm-hmm. every, every day for, you know, the four or five days that they scrimmage in practice. And Magic wasn't a trash talker, but he said that, you know, like, the first three or four days, every scrimmage was a deadlock. Like, no one won. And then, like, the fourth game, they started out up, like, 11 to 2 or something. Yep. And and Magic got in Michael's face and was like, hey, man, you don't become Air Jordan. We're going to mop the floor with you. And And they inbounded it. Michael came down the floor, sunk a three. They went back, got the rebound, came down the floor. Michael sunk a three. And Magic said that he just like stared at him with big eyes just stared at him after the second three going back yeah, down the court yeah you
1: don't you don't you don't hit that button on Michael because <laughs> Michael will up his level to 12 yeah and I love the story of uh there was Magic's uh, I've seen the documentary about the Dream Team and mm-hmm. Magic talks about one point he's in the locker room with Larry talking about something or talking about the scrimmage they just had and Michael walks into the room looks at both of them and goes there's a new sheriff in town <laughs> <laughs> because they were the greatest players of the 80s and he's like it's the 90s now this is my time and magic said he magic said Michael walked out he looked at Larry and he goes he ain't lying <laughs> so that was i love that they like passed the torch to him at that point they're like you're you're the best
2: that Mike. was 92 summer so that was right after their second straight
1: championship yep
2: cuz they won 91 92
1: 91 92 and 93, 93. And, then he took he, off 94 uh, Came back in 95, but they didn't win it. And it was then, too late, yeah. Yeah, in the 96, 97,
2: 98.
1: Yeah. Like, it's weird, though. Like, in a 10-year span in the NBA from 90 to um, 2000, there were four different NBA champions. Yep. The Pistons in 90, Bulls 91 through 93, Houston Rockets 94, 95, right. Bulls again in uh, 96, 98, and then the Spurs in 99, 2000. Yeah. Like it's crazy, <laughs> in the nineties, it's ridiculous. Four champions, but um, but then you with this whole one-on-one thing. We're getting back on the original topic. Yeah, uh, we love you, Michael. You asked me to think about like what, like how could it have repercussions? Been yeah, repercussions. If it had happened, if it had happened, I don't think it would have been that much different for the NBA. But for like the NBA All Star Weekend, yeah, it could have been huge. Because you could have replaced like the skills challenge, or maybe even like the rising stars game, with a one on one tournament. But I'm not, I'm not saying like huge, like sixteen players, like, like maybe like four. Because you don't like want eight. Just, you know. Because you they, don't want it to last forever. Yeah. But yeah, like eight just, just a one, yeah eight players. You goes play four, like four goes down to two. You play like three fifth, games. You play like fifteen, and then the championship. You play twenty one. And that could have been huge for that, because then you could settle a lot of debates. And but then the, but then my also also my problem with that it'd be a lot like the slam dunk competitions where you don't necessarily get the best players. Yeah. Because I don't think LeBron would ever do it. I honestly don't think LeBron would ever do the one on one. Would do it'd a one on one tournament. It would be, but that's just not who he is. He, cause, cause well, the thing for him is, what if he loses to someone? Like, say he goes one on one with like Jimmy Butler. Yeah, and he loses to Jimmy Butler, then that's fair. That hurts his reputation. The players so he's that not, have
2: something to lose. Yeah, when
1: play. He's not. Yeah, he's not going to take that risk. You'll you'll get like Paul George. You might have gotten Kobe one year early. Yeah, like if you had done it early on in his career, he probably would have done it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he had something to prove.
2: Yeah, LeBron would have done it before he won the championships.
1: Before I he got don't know the that rings. he would have, because he was going into the NBA with a lot of hype. So yeah, if he goes dude. in, like, his rookie year, to like, his first, sometime in his first four years before he's really established himself, and just gets his ass handed to him in a that's, one-on-one game. That's
2: what I'm thinking. Not not that early. I'm thinking, like... Like, bef- six, like pre-heat? Six, seven. Yeah, pre-heat. Okay. Like, right towards the end of...
1: Maybe in his last year with the Cavs. Okay. Before I, the heat. I guess I could see it, but I just <clears throat> I just feel like at that point, like... He was so much about like not wanting to give any argument to him not being the best. Yeah, that he would have done it. But yeah,
2: I, I My think thing it, with you, the decision, first of all, hated it. Second of yeah. all, I think he had already made up his mind that he wasn't staying in Cleveland after that season. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, if there had been this opportunity, he would have taken it to just like nail home, hey, I'm the greatest, like. Pay me money.
1: I could see it, but I mean, again, I feel like you could have gotten players like, uh, oh God, who did I say earlier? Jimmy Butler. Jim, you could have got Paul Jimmy George. Butler, Paul George, uh, Russell Westbrook. Uh, I feel like Westbrook would would have done it. He was.
2: Uh, that that really stupid guy on on the Cavs. Kyrie. Yeah, Irving.
1: Yeah, I can see Kyrie doing it. Uh, I could see James Harden doing it. I could see it. He except. He likes, he Except he would play it. just terrible defense. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. But, like, you won't get any big men to do it because they don't want to be mashed up against a smaller guy. Yeah, because they Like, can't if you had, them. like, Dwight Howard against Steph Curry, Steph Curry would just run circles around him. Yeah, too like, fast. And Dwight Howard can't shoot three, so, like, that would just be an unfair matchup. Yeah, so, I mean. He's... So you wouldn't get any big men to do it. So it'd, it'd basically just be, like, a bunch of guards and uh, <laughs> quick forwards.
2: Well, yeah, but, I mean, it's supposed to be the scorers. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that's, that is the point of it. But I just feel like you wouldn't have gotten, like, the best of the best. That's you'd fair. get you get probably two or three guys a year that are really good, and the rest are just kind of rookies <laughs> that are trying to make a name for themselves. Yeah. Or guys that are kind <clears> of <throat> on that brink of becoming one of the elites and just wanting to prove it against better competition. But the, the stuff I would have loved to have seen would have been, like, a Kobe and LeBron one-on-one, because that's been debated for years. Yeah. And I would love to see it. I'd also love to see Steph and Kobe one-on-one. I'd really love to see Steph and Westbrook one-on-one. Yes. Especially now with, like, uh, Kevin Durant watching from the sideline. Yeah. Just be like, which one do you pick? Fight to the death. That love triangle. (laughs) Fight to the death for Katie's love. (laughs) Oh, it'd be phenomenal. All
2: right. Well, I'd say that's a pretty good stopping point for sports this week. Don't agree Uh, with that. That was... That was yeah. a good segment. I you brought up some stuff that I didn't find in my research, so that's informative and
1: I'm pretty freaking smart.
2: <laughs> You're also so humble. <laughs> <laughs> so humble. Uh, All right. Yeah. So that's our episode this week, folks.
0: That is. So you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at The Shakedown Pod. You can email email us at theshakedownpodcast at gmail.com. We also have our website, Dark Nebula Entertainment, and you can find us in the Shakedown Podcast tab. Uh, Listen to all our episodes. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Google Play.
2: Yes, because we're on Google Play now. Yes. Our statement of, or your favorite podcast app, is actually applicable now. (laughs)
0: So yeah, that's it for this week, everybody. I am Austin Stevens. I'm Dan Schweizer. And I'm Dylan Webster. And this has been The Shakedown.
1: sweet oh sexy what what do you mean the
0: sound's gone okay me too okay give me
2: the countdown three two one
0: bananas
2: b-a-a-a-a-s this fucking... podcast is bananas. bananas that is the
1: singular singular reason why i do not like gwen stefani Because I cannot say the word bananas without that fucking song. Yeah,
2: but you'll never misspell
1: bananas again. I never had that problem to begin with. I rarely misspell bananas.
2: (laughs) I rarely misspell bananas.
1: Except for the times where I forget that song existed, which is a blissful moment. But then I'm like, oh, I misspell bananas. (laughs)